When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Welcome to the Friday Form panel. It is not Jason Bonington. Coxie, that's your first X for the morning. It's been a long morning for Coxie and Tippy. It's Toby McKinnon and Nikita Ross. I will bring the Friday and Nikita will bring the form panel element, I'd imagine, because I often go with the outlandish and the ridiculous and I also tip like that too, Nikita. How are you this morning? Going very well, thanks, Toby. Looking forward to uh, another Country Cups that's they've been away for it. Well, we had our at last weekend, but uh, we are really getting back into the swing of the Country Cups, so it's really good and Looking forward to heading down to Terang myself. Haven't been uh, been down that way for a little while and don't get there that often. So it'll be good. Uh, I've got Josh Dickey and Stu McDonald joining me on Trot's Vision, both making their debuts. So uh, really looking forward to it. Oh, you've got a one on each shoulder to carry. You will be uh, tired by the end of the night carrying those two. Of, um, recent Victorian additions. So uh, it'll be good fun. Stu must log out for a period of time though because he will have a drive. Uh, he does, yep. When the sun covers the moon, he will go out for a drive. He will. He'll duck off, but uh, that's okay. We're we're very, um, very accommodating on Trot's vision and quite happy for, uh, you know, the, the drivers to do both. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Careful saying duck off too many times as well. You don't want to get that yeah, one okay. <laughs> Mental note. Got it. Stu, your turn to duck off. Yep. All right. Let's not go down that path, no. Coxie. <laughs> Stop laughing at me. Eight races at Terang to get through. And we've also got Mitch Sidebottom as per usual at 11 o'clock. And I'll tell you what. A bit I'll... earlier for Moo today. Usually he's 11.30, man. So he might have to be. Oh, is he? Yeah, he'll have to be up and at him uh, a little I, bit I, earlier. I didn't know exactly. And I sent him the message 11.02 because it'll be after the news. So it's generally two minutes after. And he was very happy with the precision of mm-hmm. the detail of the text message being exactly 11.02. So Mitch Sidebottom at 11.02, the great man. But in the meantime, there will there be, and also there'll be no music quiz, Nikita, because there's no point you winning 6-0 and getting a false sense of security. Yeah, well, I, you know, I was looking forward to the confidence booster, Tobes, but um, you've, you've, Canned that, so fair enough. I'll, I'm just the ring in, so um, I'll, I'll go along with that. That's fine. You're not the ring in. I'm the <laughs> ring in. But the, my music knowledge is probably three out of a hundred. Yeah, that's yeah. okay. I, I could give them my phone. They could play songs off my phone, right? And you'd still beat me. Yeah, there's no issue with that. That's fine. I'm a competitive person. <laughs> You're happy to beat me in any way, yeah, any way shape, or form. Oh, you'll beat me in many other ways throughout the morning, no doubt, tipping winners as well. I remember we were on one time together, the two of us. I tipped two winners out of about 11 or 12 races. One of them was Maori Law. I remember that at yes, Ballarat. Yep. 
And you tipped about five or six of the 11 races. So between us, we got eight of the 11 or something like that it was. It was an absolute tipping spree. Hopefully we can do it again. (laughs) uh, Yes. And and you more than carried me on that occasion. So let's do it all again. Race one is the Crawley's Middle Hotel Pace. And yes, uh, Jack, I have been down to Jack Crawley's uh, bar on a couple occasions. A lovely little pub in the middle of uh, Tarang of the three pubs. It's the one in the middle. Hence, it's called the Middle Hotel. I so, reckon so many places have a middle, like they have a middle pub. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. For probably the same reason, I assume. Yeah. There used to be four in Tarang, but one's closed. So they're down to three, a three pub town, which says a bit about what they like to do in Tarang. Uh, interesting race, this. It's a four-year-old and older Metro one-win race, and it's gathered a somewhat eclectic field, hasn't it? There's a couple of horses on the way up and there's a couple of horses probably stepping back in grade. And I'm very, very keen to see how you saw this race, Nikita, because I'm very keen on one. Yeah, look, it is, um, it's a very open race to start the program. And of course, over the mile makes things interesting. We spoke about this race on Burning Questions and no one really had a strong opinion. I wrote the questions. I probably should have made life a little bit easier for myself uh, and others, but it, it was so open and there's probably probably three, four, even maybe five winning chances, really. Um, so, you know, the map is going to be important. Um, I'm with ultimately Captain Wilson, who I think can overcome the back row draw here, beat a pretty handy field two starts back, um, does seem to like the short course and uh, opened a, a good each way price. So I'm heading the way of Captain Wilson uh, over Jellyby, uh sorry, Kiang Silvani, who has just had the 16 starts for three wins. Last time worked forward, sat parked and got a little bit tired late. Haven't seen stacks of gate speed from him. And this is the first time in his career that he has drawn one. So that's a slight concern. But um, I spoke to Paddy Lee yesterday um, in an interview that will be on Trots Vision on Saturday night. They've obviously got a stack of runners. So we went through runner by runner, uh, getting his thoughts on how he thinks the race will plan, pan out. So uh, you'll have to be tuned in to Trots Vision to find that out. But um, he was he was thinking that Kiang Silvani can hold up in a forward enough position. So I disagree. Um, Okay, well, there's, uh, you can take that up with Paddy. But, um, yeah, I think he he goes in for second but uh, can run well. Rosarito Miss um, has been racing really consistently at Metropolitan level for a while now. Galloped out last time, which sees her out of the draw. But if there's enough tempo on, she'll be running on. And Jellyby Selwood, uh, also that I know you, you're going to speak a little bit more about, uh, went through the Vic Bread series, was far from disgraced through that. Um, I, I thought was a touch disappointing last time, but did have his excuses there. So, um, expecting a better performance from him. But again, the second row draw over the mile does make things uh, a little bit tricky. But uh, I've gone 9 1, 11 10. Yeah, look, Jillaby Selwood is my uh, top pick in the race. I, I'm, I, I think the winner is 9 10 or 11, right? Captain Wilson, Jillaby Selwood, Rosarito Miss, they're all a level above the rest. Which one it is, I'm not 100% sure on, but we're talking, you can forget his last run, Jillaby Selwood. He was, he was off colour on that occasion. The start before he's run six, the Honolulu Bay and Silent Major, and I'll be tipping Silent Major later in a free-for-all class race. He's been beaten 21 metres by, by them in 153.7 over the 22.40 at Melton. So he's run 155.8. 
Uh, that's good enough to win this race well and truly. He's massive overs, Jewelby Selwood, at $9.50. So he's my uh, top in the race, and uh, he'll certainly be going into – I'll produce a game plan by the end of this uh, show for you, and he'll have certain, uh, a win bet on him. I thought he'd be $2.50, $3. It's a bizarre market. Keying Silvani – uh, I've seen this horse a number of times. At the trials one morning, he threw himself down in a parade ring. At the races, he's thrown himself down on the track. And when he leaves the gate, because he's such a uh, highly strung horse, they don't really like surging him out because he can make a mistake and gallop or do something wrong. I really don't like him from gate one at all. Uh, the two and three have both got a bit of gate speed and, and, and will cross him, I believe. Uh, Mick Gadsden's pretty confident. My mate Tomo is coming off uh, our first up run at Wedderburn. Will improve as well. And Rosarito Miss is a terrain specialist. Ten starts, four wins, four placings. She got an amazing record there. Yep, yep. No, going uh, going well. I was quite keen on her last time, but obviously made that mistake out of the gate. Um, my mate Tomo was one I was going to throw in as a bit of a roughie at an each way price, but has come up a lot shorter than what I thought. I think it was about seven dollars, oh. but. Um, I just thought uh, was off the scene for a long, long time. Uh, was luckless in that Wedderburn Cup run, and um, yeah, I thought we could see uh, not a bad performance here. But yeah, I, I thought would probably be double figure prices and or double figure price, and uh, hasn't quite come up that. John Kennedy, who owns Barmy Bob, might have got stuck into it already. Maybe uh, Stephen Silv Stephen Kernahan isn't the answer. Let's take a break and come back the other side, Coxie. Welcome back. It's Jason Bonington and Nikita Ross on the Friday form panel. No, nothing it's not like quite. him. Nothing no. like him. No, I just can't get up and about like he can get up and about for some reason. For <laughs> You've ruined your track record there. <laughs> Thanks, Coxie. That was ruined a long time ago, mate. Uh, race two at Tarang is the Good Time Lodge Payton. Let me tell you, having had a little bit to do with the Good Time team, they named their... Uh, they named it very well. It's a good time they have there at uh, the Good Time Lodge. Very interesting race, Nikita, and I'm glad you're going to dissect this race and work it out. Miss Peggy O'Neill, $3.10 equal favourite. Oh, I'm not sure. Ember, $3.10 equal favourite from gate eight. I think if it was gate nine or any any other gate but gate eight, it would be a lot shorter in this race. It's just the question marks it raises from gate eight. What are your thoughts? I'm pretty confident with the map here um, in this race. Yep. I think Miss Peggy O'Neill will be the leader. Kian Ken Cullen will be behind leader and Ember. That puts her three pegs, um, which is slightly sticky. I'd rather see her behind the leader, but uh, ultimately I, I have stuck with Ember. Uh, I thought she hit the line really well from well back in the field last time out and has been racing against some tougher fields. So it is that slight concern, three pegs. Um, yes, Toby. Would got... you say Ember's been on fire? Yeah. Uh, no, not quite. Going okay. well, I would say. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't, don't, don't <laughs> give me that. Um, yeah. So, look, I think she's going to need, um, you know, if it's a sit and, and sprint home, Ember's going to find it awfully hard from, yep. from three pegs. But um, if they run along in a, a genuine enough clip, I, I think she's 
yeah, going uh, going well enough that she can get the job done. Kian Cancun uh, ran a good race last time out, has gate speed, does like to lead, but um, yeah, 90% confident will be behind the leader here and is going to get a nice trip. And if she can replicate uh, that last start, I think can can run a place. Miss Peggy O'Neill found the top and then just held on last time out, going well in probably similar or slightly easier grades. And I, I was a little bit surprised that she opened up quite short. She may have drifted a little bit now. Um, into equal favourite, but did open open up uh, a reasonably short price favourite, which surprised me. So I think they, I think it's going to be pegs dominated, and they look the the top three for mine. Um, plenty in with the chance for fourth. I'm throwing in um, to the max. Had a nice run and was able to sprint lane to victory last time out. Won't get the same trip here, but does get in with a with a claim. But yeah, it's quite an o- open race and I'd be playing very, very wide first fours, but uh, reasonably confident with the map and with that top three. So I've gone eight, one, three, seven. All right. I'll ask you a question for the end of this. If you're having an early quaddy, I want to know what horses you would include in it whilst I talk about stars of courage. So yes, very open race. I think Ember's the best horse in the race. I have no issue with that. But there's so many chances in the race. And number 11, Stars of Courage, is going, it's open at $31 and $6. It's huge overs. It's a quality horse, this horse. I've watched it since the start of its career. And if you go back through its form, uh, you know, last preparation, sixth to Supreme Dominator. Probably win this race pretty comfortably. Supreme Dominator. It was three wide that start. Went outside the leader. I uh, was beaten 7.8 metres. Then ran fifth at Geelong to a horse called Valachi and Yankee Gold. Both of those, well, Yankee Gold's won a few races since. Valachi's run about 84 seconds since. Then first up at Globe Derby, this preparation uh, was outside the leader uh, throughout the entire race, beating 22 metres for Crookwell Jake and Premonition in 156.6. You can sort of forgive a horse for a first up run like that. Six at Tarang last start behind Radius and Often Gone, who would both go around in this race a hell of a lot shorter, beating 15 metres there. It's an eight-year-old Stars of Courage. Only had the 38 starts for 15 wins. It's got high ability. It's got Chris Elford on board. And it's just a horse that is a lot better than what people would give it credit for. So at 31 and 6, in a race that I think anything could win, and I'd say that will be reflected by the number of horses you would have in an early quaddy, which I'm interested, what numbers would you take? You've made a very good case. So we so race one, I would probably take um, one, nine, 10, 11. Yep. And race two, I'd take uh, one, three, and eight. Is that all? Yep. If you go a bit narrower than I would, yep. throw, in the, throw in the 11 for okay. me if you put it on. And if it gets up, you can send me a text mid Trots Vision and say thank you very much. <laughs> the Neville and Patsy Clark Memorial Trot. And uh, nifty Neville Clark did drive a horse for my father at one stage in the uh, early to mid 90s. Was a great man of the sport. And this is a 52 to 64 trot. And there's probably two ways of looking at this race. Uh, interview uh, wins or, God help us, who knows who wins the race, Nikita? Pretty much. <laughs> I think um, <laughs> it's very, very much like that. Interview is a short price favourite, but is still learning what it is all about. Yeah. So it's very risky. But um, so, look, if you liked something else, I wouldn't uh, deter you from throwing on uh, something, you know, on uh, $5 each way. It's something at double figure odds because if interview doesn't put it all together, which is possible, 
Um, but in saying that, I think if he does do everything right, he was very, very impressive last time out, beating a handy-looking stable mate. Uh, only lightly raced and, as I mentioned, has done a few things wrong in his career. But um, that last win suggested that he's got his share of ability when he puts it all together. And I think he's yeah. the one to beat here. Yeah. So interview on top for me. Uh, the French bred horse, don't care. He's first up from a, a long break. We haven't seen him since July uh, last year. He's had a couple of trials, bombed the starts and had a fair bit of chasing to do. Times weren't flash, but he still had to make up a stack of ground in that uh, standing start Bendigo trial most recently. So it will be interesting to see how he goes here. He could need a run or two, but there's no doubt he's a quality horse. He's a group one winner. He was um, a standout juvenile. So um, I think he will run a good race, but um, probably going to watch him and see how he goes a little bit first up. Don't care. Yeah. Diamond Wes was first up for two years last week at Ararat in an easier race and was a nice winner there. There's no doubt this is stronger and the draw is against him. Uh, probably goes back and is safe for one run, but I think he'll be uh, he'll be finishing off strongly and should have benefited from that uh, first up run. And I've got Patched in, who comes out from racing against some progressive types, was second to Don't Touch the Juco last time, and uh, has putting together some some really consistent runs. So, um, again, it's a fairly wide open race outside of the uh, the favourite in interview, but I am sticking with him on top. Looks like a nice horse. Six four seven nine. Yeah, I agree. It's the best horse in the race, but it's a dollar seventy five. It's had five starts and won twice. It's an interesting bred horse, isn't it? By an Italian stallion, by an American mare, and it's down as a French bred horse racing in Australia. So Duncan, McF <laughs> I know what Duncan McPherson would say about that. I, I, I'd be having two bets in this race. Mm -hmm. 10 win, 15 the place sort of thing. Number two, fling at rainbow. Uh, I think it will cross. Every second counts early, and it'll give us a great sight. Can it win the race? Probably not. But in its last six times it's led, in the last 10 starts it's had, it's led on six occasions for three wins, a second, third, and fourth. Uh, Mickey Bellman will get him off, get him away, and get him to the front, and I think he will give us a great sight. The other one is 12, Sky Eagle, joined the Andy Gath camp. Uh, same owner, so it's just been transferred over. Ran fourth at its first start, paced and broke, out of draw. Uh, second up here with Andy like it just has to be respected. And now we're talking it's twenty six dollars and four sixty in a very open and even race outside of the second row. Andy and Kate Gath, like a fair combination. Diamond Wears, I, I, I'm not recommending back it, but I know they had a few issues with this horse when they first got it. Had some time off, uh, won impressively at Ararat uh, at its first start. My old mate Icicle could bob up. Who knows what me Pat Malone could do. And don't care, of course, as you said, uh, it's, it could be the best horse in the race, equal with interview. We just don't know as yet. So it is a very interesting race for a 52 to 64 trot. Certainly opens up a lot of challenges for the punters. Uh, Coxie, a break, and we'll come back and wrap up to the top of the hour. Welcome back to SEN Track, your home of chasing, pacing, and racing, Nikita, mm -hmm. on the Friday form panel. Yes. And before we get to race four at Tarang in the second hour, we'll have Mitch side bottom, but I'm interested in your thoughts on race four at Benoa today. Number six is a horse called Star Smash, which you might know something about. The I clear do. hand. Yes. No, I uh, have, a, have a share in a horse that goes around today. Star Smash, the big fella family follow this horse a bit, I think. Uh, big fella um, asks about it a little bit, but um, yeah, got the message through this morning. He 
he's highly strung. Uh, he's, he's a chestnut, which probably explains a little bit. But um, the, ho- the horse, not big fella. No, the horse. Yeah, yes. sorry. I wouldn't yeah. say that about big fella. Um, yeah, no, he's a little <laughs> bit highly strung and can get a bit worked up beforehand. But um, so the earmuffs go on today, and um, yeah, he should be should be thereabouts. Benalla's a leaderish track, so um, I think he'll push forward from barrier seven and probably, uh, yeah, hopefully an each way chance, but they seem to, they don't like putting him up at a big price. He's $5 at the moment. Five and $1.75. Mm. It sounds like he's about the right price. Will they play music down the earmuffs, you reckon? Like a bit of nice calming uh, sort of music? I'm or? tipping not. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm going to say no. And if they did, would he get the song first before Jason? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say, Jamie. You got me. You got me. I've got you. You really got me going. You really got me so I can't go on. Coxie, let's get to the news. The other side of the news, Mitch Sidebottom, to bring some sense and sensibility to the table. And then we'll continue with our Friday form panel at Terrain. Uh, the Friday form panel. I'm sure they should play on Trot's Vision what happens in the break sometimes. And uh, I wouldn't have a job anymore, but that's okay. Mitch Sidebottom is there. And if he's a regular listener, he'll know I'll ask him how he is and where is he today. Uh, yeah, g'day, Wombat. I am at home today, um, just in the office, mate, doing a bit of work. But uh, actually heading to Benalla Races. Um, so I might be able to tell you how your horse warms up and hopefully it's settled down. Are you? Okay. Well, uh, yeah, you've got my number, Moo, so make sure you uh, you shoot through that info. That'd be uh, great to have a, a person on the ground on the spot. Absolutely. <laughs> have you, is there anything, hang on, before we, what what's, is there anything that takes you to Benalla or is it just because it's 40 minutes down the road? Um, yeah, so one of the, uh, one of the bowlers I play with at Tally, his wife passed away last year. So the last race is um, named in honour of her, Die Hog. So, um, yeah, Hoggy said, uh, get a few over and we'll have a few beers and uh, celebrate, um, you know, uh, the name being raced after her. They've done a lot for the Benalla Club. Um, they own the Comfort Inn. Um, so, yeah, we're just heading over in support of Hoggy. Very well-known people in Benalla, that is for sure. Oh, you know them? Yep. Oh, well, there yep. you go. Nikita uh, hails from the great town Benalla, so there's not too much that goes on in Benalla that she doesn't know about. Mitch, <laughs> mate, uh, what's the plan? Are you going to uh, give us some bets at Melton tonight? And uh, what's your best there, or what's the plan, brother? Uh, yeah, I've got a couple at Melton tonight. So um, first one is in race four. Um, now, I thought... It's a pretty open race here, but I thought Bring the Flav might be a chance of finding the top here. Uh, it does have good early speed when they want to use it. Um, it can pull a little bit, but I think um, they've got a chance the arm today and try and lead. Um, it can run good time. Um, and $9.50 and $2.40, I thought was a pretty good price about Bring the Flav in race four. Yeah, very good price, mate. He's always had a big opinion of it, Miles. He hasn't he, and um, yeah, yeah, just probably hasn't quite lived up to it just yet. But um, yep, next one, Moo. Um, yes, yeah, so race nine, last race at Melton. Um, a bit risky here. Uh, playing strategic stride. It's had two starts, um, galloped both times, mm. but I was quite quite taken by the trial at uh, 
at Melton on the 7th of February, ran second to Constantinople. Um, they ran good time, and if it repeats that effort, uh, it should be winning today. So $4.40 there, strategic stride. Agent 99, it's forms 99, so it won't run ninth at least. It'll improve off that. So it's just got a trot, basically. Is that what you're saying, Mitch, and it wins? Uh, yeah, very good chance if it trots. Yeah, okay. I'll give you one. Race one, number seven, Plain Ed, for me uh, mate Terry Sinclair. We had him on the show a year or so ago, maybe a bit under a year before the horse had its first start. He battles uh, multiple sclerosis, and this horse means the absolute world to him. He had its first start at uh, Yarra Valley last week. I went and said day and actually met him in person. Uh, it hadn't trialled or anything, and he had no idea how the horse was going to go, and it went absolutely terrific, ran right up onto their backs in a fifth spot, it's got a terrible gait, but it's big odds 26 and 420. So I'll tell you, it's 75% heart and 25% head. And I just can't wait to see this horse win a race. And uh, it, some listeners may remember the horse basically got his life up and going once again. He was down. He was pretty flat after the diagnosis and got this horse and started working it. And it, and it brought him right back in, into, you know, giving him a reason to get up each day. And he just loves this horse to bits. So... Uh, hopefully race one, number seven, Plain Ed can get a get a win with a bit of heart in that one and a little bit of head, Nikita. We love those stories. Uh, Moo, have you had a look at uh, at Terang? Is there anything that you can uh, let us in on early that's caught your eye? Um, I've actually really liked the trials of Don't Care. Um, yeah, it's ran, ran super time at um, both of its trials. It, it has done a little bit wrong, but I think if it puts it all together... Uh, should be winning. Um, obviously, raced in higher class than this, and yeah, I was a bit surprised by the three three dollars seventy. So um, yeah, I think that's well worth taking, and just hopefully it does everything right. Mitch, as an astute uh, person, can you just tell us after five hundred meters in the Terrain Cup, who'll be in front? Because I got no clues. I cannot work it out. Um, <laughs> he's looking at the field now. Uh, well, he's going one back. Why? <laughs> I, I think I'm confident Kimball holds early. Yeah. Um, and the only one he'll hand up to, if he hands up, is Willie Go West. Yeah. All right. So one of those two horses will be leading. Um, I actually like Phoenix Prince um, on on a one by three basis because it's going to be three back to pegs worst case and I think it's going going not too bad so it'll be my play in the race. Beautiful mate, I like those expert opinions. I got got it out of you. Anything else you like at Terang? Uh, no, nah, no, nah, that's about it, Wombat. Did you hear Dean Braun on the show yesterday talking about Holy Basil? Uh, no, I didn't. You'll have to fill me in. Uh, do yourself a favour, mate. Download the podcast. He, well, he said that it's working down with Willie Go West and there's nothing between them. And it's a dollar eighty in that race. Yeah, well. Yeah, well. well that's a big statement. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, well he, if you listen to it, he's not trying to make a big statement. He's just telling me factually the two of them work together. When they zip up over the last 400, there's nothing between them. And off the, the back of that, Willie Go West to be a dollar oh four in that race. Yeah, correct. Yeah. All right. Mitch, uh, mate, what, what are the plans this afternoon? Are you, are you practicing your bowls, your footy, your cricket, no, your golf? Oh, he's Vanilla. Yeah, sorry, mate. He's got a short memory, mate. I do. 
F45. <laughs> what else are you doing? Is there anything you're not having a crack at? Uh, no, back into the footy training now and struggling big time. I put on seven kilos over the off-season, and I'll tell you this, it's not muscle. Fair enough, mate. You might have to uh, get back down to F45 and, be, and work it off. Yeah, yeah, I think that's on the card. All right, mate. Have a good day at Benoa, and uh, best of luck tonight in the punt and tomorrow night. Cheers, Wombat. Thanks, Kate. Bye. Mitch Sidebottom, our guest punter, will take a break. Because the answer isn't Stephen Kernahan, and we'll be back the other side and we'll review races four and five at Terrain. Welcome back to the Friday form panel. It's Toby McKinnon in the chair for a couple of weeks with Jason away. Nikita Ross, as per usual, is here. Race four at Tarang is the Morse Bearings, Del Vue Dominator. I don't think it has an E in Morse Bearings. It's Morse Bearings without the first E. Uh, this race is normally a different sort of a race, Del Vue Dominator. It's normally like a 55 to 70 class race. It mustn't have got up or something because they've made it a mare's race. It's a very interesting race. We had Garrick Knight on, basically declared it's Miss Auckland the a dollar twenty, dollar thirty chance. Dean Braun didn't sound as confident yesterday, so he backed me off a little bit on the horse. But it's got great gate speed, and uh, he also talked uh, Garrick about how it wore spreaders and did a few things wrong. And Dean mentioned yesterday uh, on the uh, when we had him on air that uh, he sorted the horse out a little bit and got a fair bit of the gear off, so it won't have the spreaders on. So he sounded somewhat confident, but I don't think he thought it was a dollar twenty, dollar thirty chance, Dean. She's it's probably, again, I've said this a couple of times, there's two ways to tackle this race. It's either It's Miss Auckland just wins or good luck finding the, the winner if it's not her. Pretty much. It um, it definitely looks that way. It's an interesting one. And It's Miss Auckland does jump up quite significantly in classes. Only rated a 50, uh, national rating 50, and this is a 65 to 79. So a huge jump up in class. And I did catch that interview with Dean, and uh, he sort of said he'd struggled to, to get a race for her. So he just sort of threw mm. in the deep end a little bit. So it will be interesting to see how she goes. And um I've probably, uh, yeah, I've um, I've gone with her, but uh, probably more out of caution than than anything. Um, I'm not that confident. Had the had the two nice trials, um, gets the pole draw, and yeah, I'm just uh, I'm a probably a fraction wary. A dollar ninety five currently, um, but yeah, I probably don't know if this will be the a race that I'll be playing quite heavily into because there's just a few question marks around her. So she is on top, though, ahead of Total Eclipse, who's done a great job since arriving from New Zealand for Stuart McDonald. Four four starts for two wins and two seconds. Again, steps up here, but looks progressive. Jillaby Rhythm was a good winner last time out in an easier race when sitting without cover. Only lightly raced, has just had the 14 starts. Um, Probably could drop onto the back of It's Miss Auckland, and uh, from there she'll get a nice trip if It's Miss Auckland can hold a forward enough position. And... Jilby Zagami was second in the semi-final of the Mayor's uh, Vic Bread Series, three starts back, and was disappointing last start. Uh, the stewards' reports showed that she had a virus, which she was treated for. So she trialled Monday at Terang. It was okay without being brilliant. So interesting to see how she goes here. But um, you could make cases for Ruby Wingate's going well. Celestial Fragrance was a really good winner of the uh, the Vic Bread Bronze. Like, 
pretty much nearly everything. I've only left uh, Petrobromac out. So, um, yeah, a race that I'm probably not uh, super keen to play play in, but I've gone one, three, two, five. Spice tell me track was pretty heavy at Terrain on Monday night for the trial. So the times might be a bit slower than what they probably would have been if it was in race condition, if that makes sense. Uh, look, I don't know what to do here. Total Eclipse, it's four runs in Australia. It's strong gate, seven six seven six. So it gets gate three, which helps. I did agree with your map 100%. It's Miss Auckland. Apparently it's got really good gate speed. So it leads. Jilby Rhythm can drop on its back. It's going to get the cart a long way to the to the, at least the uh, sprint lane, isn't it? So it, it brings it in with a great chance. Look, I went one, two, three, and seven. Ruby Wingate's a consistent horse. Uh, agree 100%. Julia Bizagami, Celestial Fragrance, could win it. Uh, a question I'd, I'd really like to know, Nikita. Would you go one out, it's Miss Auckland, or are you going to go a little bit wider in your early quarter? We got the first two legs, so um, we'll have to find out what you're doing the last leg. Yeah, look, I'll probably, I think this is, you'd nearly have to go, yeah. Look, I'd probably nearly go, it's Miss Auckland, one out, because otherwise you'd have to play the field. Yeah, okay. So be a little bit aggressive in this this leg and it's either going to, to work or it won't. And then maybe uh, if you've got three legs going and you're playing something else into the race on the basis that you've got It's Miss Auckland one out. That's very, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very interesting race. I had Dean on and as I said, I just thought Dean, after hearing Garrick Knight, if Dean says this horse should just win, then, you know, it's a pile win sort of job at a dollar ninety five. Yeah, but. it is a massive you know, I probably haven't um, gone through its New Zealand races and, and the class it's been racing against, but just on, you know, national ratings, it could be contesting a much easier race given its its uh, ratings. So it will be interesting, but, um, yeah, it just could be could be better than. I think Garrick said that the trainer, uh, with all due respect, is a country uh, trainer who's a part-time trainer and to go to a professional stable where it works with other horses of the ilk of Dean Braun, how I think he thought that would really improve the mare, and a lot of people were trying to buy the horse in New Zealand. And when it left in, uh, when it, it, it finished, it changed stables in September last year. It didn't come over here, over here. Dean said people are looking for it, trying to find it to try and buy it. So it's been a fair bit of desire for the horse. So and the rating fifty, it, it, that's a bit of an anomaly. Just how the two New Zealand horses come over to here. I think it should probably really be a rating sixty five, seventy sort of horse. But it's just a bit of an anomaly with the way it works. The two systems, the Tarang Trotters Cup which they haven't got the name of the race here, which is unusual. The Southwest Conveyancing. Southwest Conveyancing, Terrain Trotters Cup. I should have known that after all the years being down there helping organise the cup. Uh, Another very interesting race, this, and there's a number of questions here. And I just don't think the penny drops is just a downright moral in a race like this. I know a lot of people will think it is. And it was the Terrain Cup last year where it ran fourth to a lot of muscle in a race. It was like a 55 to 70 class race. And I famously said to Paul Campbell afterwards that this horse will go on and win and racing much better races than this, but won't win tonight. Well, I was pretty right on that occasion, which doesn't happen too often. I'm just not sure off 20 metres. I know it gets back over the distance it loves, but I'm just not sure it's a it's a de- dead set moral. And I suppose the 260 reflects that. What are, what are your thoughts on the Terrain Trotters Cup? Yeah, look, I don't think he's a moral, um, but I think he's the one to beat. Uh, as we know, galloped out in the final of the Great Southern Star. The short trip uh, of the Great Southern Star isn't his go. 
Um, so I thought the heat run wasn't bad at all, considering it was, you know, they, they've gone about 154, I think. He was chasing the whole way and uh, did sort of get checked and, and gallop for a few strides uh, at the start of that race as well. So it was just, uh, yeah, put a line through that whole Great Southern Star series for him, I think. And uh, obviously we saw him run terrific races throughout the Inter-Dominion series. So um, Karen has her first drive on him. Uh, Grant must be uh, away or unavailable. So, um, yeah, I think uh, back to the stand, back to the trip he loves, he's going to be hard to beat. So I've got him on top ahead of Queen of Crime, who went through the Great Southern Star Series and whilst beaten was more than competitive, took out the four-year-old mares, Vic Bread, which was a pretty strong age group of mares, and uh, second place in the Hamilton Cup, um, was in second place, sorry, when uh, when broke but uh, but stepped away nicely on that occasion so goes in for second ahead of Kiang Lavana who probably hasn't been heard her best she made a mistake in that great southern star heat pulled hard before tiring in the night pistol so has excuses there Stewart's report mentioned that she cut off her wind so um, you know she's got excuses for that poor performance so I think she could run better here but I've just got a slight question mark on where she's at but she's no doubt a quality mare at her best and have horse will travel the Backmark does make it hard. He's probably not that much better than a few of the horses off the 20, but his ratings means that he's starting behind them. So seems to like the staying trip and uh, is another one that I think can step well and uh, and run a race. So I've gone 6, 3, 7 and 8. But again, once again, it's it's a fairly <laughs> even race. You could make, um, could make cases for a number of others as well. Well-defined at big that. odds. Well defined is is one that odds that I think can run a race. Last you two have been much better. Right out of my mouth. You took the words right out of my mouth. Well defined, right? So well defined nineteen dollars and Kai Valley Finn's eight fifty. In the Hamilton Cup, well defined came off forty meters. Kai Valley Finn off the front. It's off twenty here and got beaten fifteen. So my math says that it should be five metres ahead of Kai Valley Finn if they ran just as good as they did in the Hamilton. And and he didn't really fly off the stand like he does sometimes well to find. Off 20 metres, he could find himself leader, leaders back, three the fence even in this race. And I think $19.370 is great value. Koo Cullen's an interesting horse, and I'll tell you why, right? He raced almost exclusively over the 26, 2700 metres in New Zealand. His last two wins was a 2700 metre stand and a 2400 metre stand when he started off 15 metres at Wyndham. He came to Australia. He's been racing over the mid-distance and even over the mile. There's only one run when he didn't, and that was at Cranbourne in the Cranbourne Trotters Cup, and he ran third over the 25.55 to have horse will travel and hatchback. I think he sits in a really good position in this race, again, on the marker pegs. Uh, we saw him at Shepparton one night, absolutely charged to the line, and I just think if I was to have one bet in the race at $10.220, very, he's relatively uh, short for the place. Obviously, people, it is only an eight-horse field, I suppose. So I thought probably Koo Cullen would be the horse that I'd be looking to have a bet on in this race. And Chris Sinosha has had wonderful success in this Terrain Cup. And I know how much it means to him after he spent those years down working at Maddie Craven's place. Queen of Crime, oh, there's just something about Stan Starts I just don't think work with her. She's pacing bread or and she just gets a little bit off balance or something and the mobile starts, she sort of trots into it and I just feel she's better. She started well last time. It was later she, in the race that she yeah, I know. made a mistake. It's just something about it where she's just not on the right 
balance or something, or it's something in her mind maybe that just doesn't seem to work for her. I'm not sure what it is. I just don't like her in stands, and I can't really uh, describe it. Key and Lovano actually made my horse to follow out of last week's race, would you believe? I know she went terrible, in a sense terrible. She dropped out, but she was three wide into the chair. She's had the three runs back. If she's come out of that well... All that'll do is give her great fitness for a race like this, if that makes sense. But then the 20 metres, of course, Penny Drops can win. And if Have Horse will travel, I think, is a real leader. So I'm just not sure he can get to the front off 30 metres. He may. But again, Nikita, I'm in this race, like the only horse I've left out in what I've mentioned is Skellywake Sam. Anything in this race could win it. There's a number of these races. So good luck to the punters. But if I'm having a bet in the race, which I won't bet because I don't bet, but my tip is Ku Cullen. I'm very confident it's pronounced Ku Cullen, but not many people go with me on that. But anyway, that's another story. A couple of minutes to spare here. Uh, I don't know where we go. We could go to race six and have a look at race six if you want, or we might be ahead of my run sheet. You know what happens if I get ahead of my run sheet and things are out of order as I planned them? Do you know you what happens like to my mind? It just Tell us. It just goes. <laughs> it's, I just lose the plot. It's like cracks in the uh, ground. I don't step on cracks in a footpath. Yeah, that's that's fair. I, I don't think that would be super uncommon. Really? Yeah. I cannot step on one. I will walk and change my stride so I make sure I dodge every single one. It gets tiring after a, a long walk on a footpath. Maybe just me. walk on the on the road. Yeah, I do prefer the road. Or but the, the, road, the road has cracks as well, so the road's not ideal because, <laughs> you know, the little cracks in the tar? Yes. And yep. then they put that sort of seal over the top. And they can sneak up on you if you're not concentrating. And if you stand on one, the whole world could just change. Just, just maybe do laps of an oval, Tobes. That yeah. I think make life easier. Then you've only got the lines that you've got to jump over. Well, I normally run in the bush, and that's where the name Wombat comes from. That's the story I tell anyway. Oh, there you go. Running in the bush at night time. No, nothing else, Nikita. Trust me. Yeah, you don't know the joke there. No. Yeah, okay. All right. That's not really the real reason, but that's the public reason. Uh, most people would know the wombat joke, and that's probably an off-air job. In the last half an hour, we will turn our focus to the last three races at Tarang, uh, which will include the Pat Belmont Memorial Pace and also the Tarang Pacing Cup, uh, the Tarang Co-op Pacing Cup. And the Wheelie Waste Paste. The Wheelie Waste is owned by Gary Barton. Yes. Who owns? Muscle Bart. Who owns Muscle Bart and etc. others. Got Coxie whispering sweet nothings in my ear. And that's really throwing me. I don't even know who I am now after hearing that in my ear. Uh, we better take a break here from the news so I can gather myself. Welcome back to Trot's Live's Friday form panel on at SEN track. The text machine is quiet. Send something in if you've got a question for us. 0499 736 736. Three races to get through as Coxie does the text sound. He's a jet on that stuff. The Pat Bellman Memorial Pace. Uh, very interesting race, this. Uh, vintage Cheddar. We had Garrick Knight on, and he basically said if Vintage Cheddar and Tango Tara in a two-horse race, Tango Tara might be able to sit on its back and run it down, but maybe not. So the, about the two horses, each or two, about as good as each other. So when we look at Vintage Cheddar at its best, let's think Tango Tara in this race. And when we think Tango Tara in this race, drawn barrier two, It'd probably be what, about a dollar thirty-five? Yep, which is what vintage cherries. <laughs> yes. There you go. So, How's that? 
So the old cheese is a dollar thirty-five. Is that how you see it, or how much uh, research did you do in a vintage cheddar, and can anything beat it? And I think there is one that can beat it. Yeah, I did a fair bit of uh, looking. Obviously, we had it as a, a question yesterday, so I went back through and had a look at uh, at some of its New Zealand runs. Um, obviously, trialled nicely at Melton on Monday. Figure form doesn't look great, but it's been racing against uh, some of the best in New Zealand. Mm. Um, it's, it's got form around Self Assured, um, South Coast Arden, uh, copy that. So. All of those would be very, very short here. Um, so, yeah, it probably hasn't been going at its best over there. And gate speed is a question as well. Um, hasn't seen stacks as being either poorly drawn or from the standing starts a lot of the time in New Zealand. So, yes. Garrick thought it would have gate speed when needed. Okay, there you go. Garrick said, there should be a segment, Garrick, Garrick says. There is a segment, Wednesdays. Garrick Knight <laughs> has his whole segment. Um. Yeah, so, you know, look looks like a quality horse um, and is definitely the one to beat. Uh, Kiang Jackie trialled nicely, has shown plenty of ability in her starts today. Um, I can feel it. Oh, you're singing. Okay. Yeah. Um, first up for a long while, but um, Patty mentioned yesterday when we uh, worked through the runners that they've had problems with her tying up. So she has been in work for a little while. So they're expecting her to, to run a pretty forward race here. Um yeah, they they might even have a crack for the start because Master Moonlight doesn't leave the gate, isn't usually used off the gate that much. And if Vintage Cheddar, if there's that bit of a question mark on how quickly it leaves the gate as well, they might have a dip with Kiang Jackie because, you know, in her old life, she has shown uh, terrific gate speed. So if she can get to the top, um, yeah, she, she will run a race, that is for sure. And I could definitely uh, entertain her at a place price. Silent Major was first up for, is first up for the new stable. Matty Craven uh, has it now was working back to his best when he had an issue in the Bendigo Cup, trialled Monday behind Kiyang Jackie. Um, so I think probably Jackie Barker pushes forward and then is likely to take a sit on maybe Jellyby Sylvester. So he's potentially going to be 1-1 thereabouts and uh, and can run well. And I've thrown him Master Moonlight for fourth, who's a very quick horse, trialled in that same trial as Kiyang Jackie and Silent Major. Uh, isn't yet generally used up out of the gate. So it could be either three pegs or behind leader, but either way is going to get a soft trip and uh, should benefit from this run, but will be um, will be thereabouts, I think. So two, three, four, one. All right. So I can add some. Uh, the song I was singing was Jack, Jack, I, Jackie. I guess that. Uh, yeah, you're a dollar four to preview yeah. that song. All right. Sorry. <laughs> um, look, a silent major transferred to Matthew Craven. So Steve Blacker is now down at Matty Craven's working, which is purely, despite all the various rumours going around, it's purely his kids uh, live in Warrnambool and they're teenage kids. And it was just getting a bit far for him dashing back from Horsham to play cricket, to go to this, to go to that. So Stevie has moved back from Horsham to uh, to Warrnambool, where he can live and he can work and have his horses at Matty Cravens. He was at Matty Cravens a few years ago. So uh, all the various rumours about falling outs with Aaron Dunn and all the bollocks about that is totally incorrect. So Stevie has gone back and Silent Major, of course, is one of his horses. And I think it can win this race. Like it's second in the Vic Bread final. If Vintage Cheddar is a tiny bit off, and old cheese can go off, Nikita. If it's a tiny bit off, Silent Major's the one. It's second to Honolulu Bay in the Vic Bread final. It was absolutely terrific. It had the heart, the fibrillation. Uh, it's been to Ballarat, had every test under the sun, put under high stress, and, is, and they, they just 
informed Stevie there's nothing wrong with the horse. They're very funny, those heart defeat things that they're just, there's just nothing wrong with the horse, but it happens, you know? And if it happens again, the horse will be banned from racing. It won't be able to race again, which will be quite sad. So hopefully it never happens again for Silent Major. And we all know I'm good mates with Stevie, but hopefully it never happens again. And I think it can really be the one that wins this race. And Stevie spoke to him uh, yesterday on the phone. He's pretty confident that it'll put in a great sight. Uh, so I'll be going Silent Major in that race at uh, $8.00. Uh, vintage Cheddar at a dollar forty. It was dead set nine dollars a minute ago. Silent Major and just coming to eight. So someone's someone's just had a little a little a little nibble on it to bring it in. There's the cash. No cash here. Uh, apart from those four we've mentioned, Master Moonlight. Yeah, won a Queensland Derby many years ago. It's definitely had a number of issues. That horse. Uh, can't see anything else really winning. Ideal some magic could fill a place if you're having first fours. Van Mara, it's pretty tough. What he did in South Australia was terrific, but not for his rating. I thought um, he was really good in the Ararat Cup he as was. well, though. He, um, you know, that was a, a reasonably tough race, and uh, I thought he ran well there. So, yeah, could could entertain it, but uh, yeah, probably uh, siding with a few others. Tarang Co-op Pacing Cup. This is a Group Two fifty thousand dollar race, and it's the twenty six eighty meters. And there's nine winning chances in this race. There's nine horses in the race, so they all are a winning chance, of course, when you're in a race. And dead set, there is Fairingham, nine winning chances in this race. So, Nikita, you could come up with any four numbers here, and I'll agree with you, and I could come up with a different four, and I'll agree with myself. So let's hear what you have to say. Well, firstly, I think we're going to disagree probably on the map because I heard you say yesterday that Kimball hands up to Highway to Heaven. Very likely. It's got gate speed Highway to Heaven. Yeah, no, well, I probably uh, have a varying opinion there. I think I think, Kim- every, I think everyone does yeah. disagree with me. <laughs> I think Kimball uh, will definitely be able to hold up and, um, yeah, completely agree with what uh, Mitch said earlier. The only horse that uh, it's likely to hand up to is Willigo West. So the start is key here. Um, I think that's how things will pan out. And if Willigo West can find the top, I think he's going to be able to dictate there and it makes him the one to beat. Uh, the Hunter Cup just wasn't run to suit. Um, you know, he was he was back along the pegs. Did go roughly um, late. He's, he's definitely not the nicest uh, gated horse. He can go quite, pace quite roughly. So, um, you know, that's always a, a slight concern, but I think they're going to be positive here from barrier number four. And uh, if he's in front, as I mentioned, he's going to be hard to run down. Uh, major contender is like a wildfire who is absolutely flying. He was a superb win in the pure steel. Has shown plenty of versatility this time. Has speed. And if he's in a position, I think he's a huge danger to, to Willigo West. Um, Phoenix Prince gained a start in the Hunter Cup. And as we know, it was just impossible to make ground there. Prior run at Ballarat was uh, really eye-catching. We'll need a, a touch of luck from that inside back row draw, but uh, at absolute worst is going to be three pegs, which over the long trip isn't a bad position at all and um, a terrific place chance. I think he, he, you could get um, around, I'll just double check, but it was... 8.50, a place. That's, that's, yeah, the way I would be playing because I think, um, yeah, it's, it's hard to see him missing a place uh, with even luck. And uh, I've got Demon Delight in for fourth, who uh, was a really good effort in the Ararat Cup. Uh, wasn't involved early, moved around to the breeze with a lap to go and was right there at the finish. 
meeting under two and a half metres. So how far he is from the top ones, this is a bit of a test, I think, for him. But um, he'll be thereabouts as well. So as you mentioned, completely agree, plenty of winning chances. Uh, it's going to be a great race, four, seven, eight, three. And my opinion on Willie Go West, if you made me rank the best horses in Australia, I would have him fifth. That's where I rate him. Okay. All right. So obviously I think he'll win the race. So uh, that would be uh, King of Swing, Lockenvar Art, Expensive Ego, Bondi Lockdown, and then I'd have Willie Go West. That's where I rate him. That's how high I think of this horse. That run at Maribara, it was unbelievable. Just seeing Relet. where he led and won the Maribara Cup. He, oh, he looks a jet. I'm a massive fan. Dean knows I love him. Uh, there's a couple of horses at Dean's I've got a little bit of an infatuation with, and I think Dean's getting worried about all my texts to him about them, but uh, that's okay. So, yeah, I love Willie Go West. He, he's, he might be my San Carlo to Jason Bonington. So, Amazing Dream, Spirit of St. Louis? No. He's better than them, in my opinion. Triple Eight? Better. Okay. Yeah, that's all right. Like, no yeah. one, no one's worried. They're just no, my no. opinions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. I'm just interested. It's, it's yeah. good conversation. It's, um, yeah. So you've got them in f- sort of five, six, seven, in that five to ten bracket. There's probably a few horses like that you can come up with. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Oh, look, the Hunter Cup, it just didn't suit him for back the fence. We heard Dean talking about that yesterday. I think he's he, he's the logical horse that should win the race. $3.20, we're probably going to look back at it and say it was pretty good value. After that. They open $6. Six? Yep. Wow. Sure. Really love that idea of backing uh, Phoenix Prince 240 the place. Better be the bomb if they go stupid up front and he ends up, you know, three back the outside and then gets a gets a crack at it. He can easy run on into this race and win it or run a placing. But, I mean, at $12 and $3, he's probably about the right price. Mick Stanley told me at the Hamilton Cup that this horse was back to his absolute best. This was before the Cup. And then he would win the race. It was just priceless Trots Vision content. And, of course, he came out and won that race. Strange that he's going to New South Wales to watch the chariots and won't be back to drive this horse, which he's not driving in the chariots. He's just going up to watch uh, Mick, which I thought was a little bit unusual. We saw a Tango Tara as a bit of a forgotten horse in the race at $12 and $3. And, like, it's, just, it's just a beautiful race. I don't know. People talk about rating systems and everything. Well, it certainly worked here because this is an absolute cracker of a race. A break and back the other side. We've got one to go at Tarang. And we might talk. Uh, I'm trying to get a game plan out of Nikita because if people want to spend 200 they want to know how Nikita would spend that 200 So I'll keep working on her over this ad break to get a game plan out of it. There's no cash here. Here? No cash. Coxie whispers, damn well, you don't stuff it up. And then the uh, sweeper's got the wrong name. So uh, let's just think about that one. I haven't done anything wrong. <laughs> I keep getting ready for the music quiz. Like I keep game face on, ready to go, and then I forget, I remember there's no music quiz. There's fair income, no point. Here you go. What? No. Don't look at me. <laughs> don't look at me for music knowledge. 6 0 in the music quiz to Nikita. <laughs> I just provided a walkover. Uh, race eight at Tarang, the wheelie waste pace. And it's, you just got to be careful how you say that because you really need to pronounce your wheelie waste pace. It could come out wrong, wheelie waste waste. Uh, number six, Holy Basil, 
heard from Dean Braun yesterday where he said that uh, it and Willie Go West, there's not much between them. And I just rated Willie Go West uh, potentially the fifth best horse in Australia. So Holy Basil goes around in a restricted class uh, metro race at a dollar eighty. Uh, I don't need to say any more, Nikita. I'll be tipping it yourself. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm with him. He's uh, probably the most interesting runner on the program. Six from six, and we haven't seen him since December 2019. Uh, Dean obviously has big wraps on this horse, and you can see why from his previous starts. He's uh, done it in, in really good time. Look, it's it's never easy to come back to metropolitan level. Um, first up for such a long break, let alone when you've only had six starts, but he could just be different gravy to, uh, to a few of these. So he's on top. I was going to make him my, my best bet on burning questions. However, I just had that first up slight, slight question mark. Um, you know, yeah, didn't want to be declaring a horse, uh, first up for, for three years. So, um, yeah, he's definitely the one to beat and is the best horse in the race on what we've seen. Um, and yeah, it will be interesting to see how he goes. October Rain ran a good race last time behind You Are My Sunshine. Comes out of some pretty strong races prior. And if the fave is vulnerable first up, this is the horse that I think could take advantage of that. Yankee Goal goes in for third, is racing well, can be versatile. Draw does hurt a bit, but does come in um, from some f- stronger form lines than others and I think will push forward. And Radius is just so consistent, uh, Tim O'Connor's horse here. Um, draw <laughs> means he will need some luck, but um, was was held up really well behind you on my sunshine and October rain last week for third. So he goes in the mix as well, but uh, with Holy Basil on top to finish the night at Terang, six, five, seven, eight. And just for those listening, he doesn't actually own a share no, in Radius. It's just, he just his, it's his hand color. He loves him. Yeah. And, and rightfully so. I've never seen a horse so unlucky with... Barrier draws and horses at meets, etc. It draws eight and meets a horse like Holy Basil in a hometown race for uh, his wonderful owners who come from Tarang Michael and Patrick O'Keefe, who Michael O'Keefe got like a life membership at Tarang in about the early 80s, and he's still there volunteering his time, running trials, etc. So he's only 40 years since he got a life membership, and he's still there. Wow. He could have earned three life memberships. He's an amazing man, an absolute wonderful man, Michael O'Keefe, who owns Radius. Uh, and the sort of bloke who would probably offer a, a percentage, a 1% or 5% share to a <laughs> Tim O'Connor once he's allowed to own a few horses. Yeah, so I'm with Holy Basil. I'll tell you a horse in this race who is underrated is got a smudge. Don't think it can win the race, but if you're playing Quinella's trifecta, certainly included. It's a really uh, underrated horse with a hell of a lot of ability. Fourth last start to total eclipse and bring back Lee. It was three back the fence there and didn't have much luck. Start before that was ninth off uh, second row three in a uh, Vic Bread uh, heat. Um, yeah, and then before that, eighth to Kimball at Hamilton. Again, it was from gate six. So it's had no luck. You can, those last three you can ignore. The start before that at one and beat a piece of Lou at Charlton, which is pretty good form. And the start before that, second to Jillaby Fernando. Don't worry. It's a classy, classy horse. Got a smudge. And it certainly will win a race like this. I just feel it's unfortunate it's meant radius in this race. But if you're looking for a bit of value in the last race because you've had a good night, I'll be going down the Got a, sm- got a Smudge uh, track. Because I don't know if Stingray Tara will hold up and lead. It's an interesting race. Uh, October Rain's a pretty nice horse as well. Um, oh, I, I love the month October, right? We've got enough time, 11.52 in a, in a minute, right? O- Octo is the prefix for the number? Eight. 
Eight. So an octagon has? Eight. Eight signs. An octopus has? Eight. And what month is October? Ten. Hmm. Interesting. Off the back of the news, I'll give you the reason why it's the tenth month. Uh, and the answer is not Stephen Kernahan. It's Stephen bloody Kernahan. Goodbye. No <laughs> quiz prizes tonight. A break. And when we come back, another break. <laughs> Bit to get through in 90 seconds. The answer to October being the 10th month is Julius Caesar added two months, named July and August after his father. He he inserted them into the 10-month calendar, making it a 12-month calendar. So that's your answer to October being the 10th month. I do know random stuff. Yeah, I feel enlightened that I know that info now. Oh, that's good. Good. Uh, $200 game plan, if you can enlighten us on that, because the punters at home would like to know, including myself. Yes, so here are a few bets I would be having. Uh, Race one, Captain Wilson, $25 each way. So that's horse number nine. Race two, uh, a trifecta, uh, probably just box it up, I think, one, three, and eight. Wow, one three eight box trifecta, yep. cold. Yep, beautiful, like Try it. that, $25. Yep. Race five, the Trotters Cup, the penny drops, $50 a win. Wow. Race seven, Phoenix Prince, 50 the place. And race seven, Willie Go West, 25 a win. Willie Go West, Reasonably 25 the win. Reasonably compact, but hopefully a result. I will go 100 the win, Holy Basil, at $1.80 to win $80. And then 25 the win, Jillaby Selwood, who's nine fifty in a sevens already off the back of this show. Fling it, Rainbow and Sky Eagle, 10 by 15. And Silent Major, 25 the win, who's nine fifty in a eight already. We'll see who uh, comes up trumps next week. Doesn't matter. I hope we both win. <laughs> Great show. I'll be back next week. Nikita will be back Monday with the Metrospective.